Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. We have been having a really fascinating conversation with Nicole Wood, who's a certified genetic counselor at Sarasota Memorial Hospital in the Genetic Education Program. That program has expanded. They now have two folks there. And uh, you can give them a call if you're interested, 917-2005, 917-2005, or check them out on the website. They have a lot of Q&A there and some forms that you you would need to fill out if you wanted to pursue it. That'll give you an idea of the kinds of information you need to gather. It's smh.com forward slash genes. So genetic testing can tell you what you might be genetically predisposed uh, to developing. It, it just, But it just puts you at a higher risk. It doesn't mean you're going to get it, right? Exactly. And the thing about these genetic tests is that They're looking at the genes that you have had since the day you were born. So by doing this genetic test, you're not putting yourself at a higher risk. We're just getting the knowledge that you are. Yeah, you you already have the blueprint. Right. The genes are the blueprints. But but you you could be at this higher risk for developing this one particular type of cancer or uh, uh, other diseases. Mm -hmm. So, But let's talk about when you get that information. I know you counsel patients and Memorial is just focusing on genetic testing for cancer. But you can be tested for other things, too, and we'll talk about that. When you get the information, can you prevent it? Is there anything you can do or change your lifestyle or anything like that? Absolutely. So we recommend all patients, you know, adopt a healthy lifestyle, you know, just like every other doctor's office, um, you know, healthy diet exercise. Um, And those are protective factors against the fight for cancer. Um, So they will reduce your risk for cancer as much as possible. But there are other things that we would change within your medical management and how we monitor you for cancers if you were to test positive for any of the genes that we look at. For example, if we know that you've got an increased risk for breast cancer, well, we do not only mammograms every year, but we also supplement them with breast MRIs. And those are alternated every six months. So every six months, you're getting some kind of screening instead of every year. Mm -hmm. And we also start them much younger. Sure. So for a young woman, um, we would start doing mammograms and breast MRIs at age 25 sometimes. All right. And we have we have the genes that we can look for when it comes to which types of cancers, breast cancer, colon cancer, um, in which case we would do more frequent colonoscopies again at younger ages. Um, It's everybody's favorite test, (laughs) um, but it's necessary for ovarian cancer. Um, we really would, we don't have any great screening tools for ovarian cancer, unfortunately. Um, so we really do have to, you know, go back to the surgery option. Um, and we would do a risk-reducing um, ovarian removal to reduce the risk of ovarian cancer. You know, if you don't have those organs, you're not as likely to get those types of cancers. Um, we would never do it in a young woman. We always wait until they're, you know, 40 or so. Um, and only at that point if they're finished having children. Mm-hmm. But but let's talk about the breast cancer aspect. If okay. your mother had it and maybe died young and you're in your 20s, I mean, you hear all the time about women finding out they're BRCA1 or 2 positive and then they get a double mastectomy and they're teenagers. So, I mean, that's very young, but I've talked to the folks at Moffitt Cancer and, and I know it's happening. It is happening. Um, and especially with... Angelina Jolie, um, you know, informing the public that she is BRCA1 positive um, and as a risk-reducing endeavor, did a bilateral mastectomy, removed that breast tissue, and she also removed her ovaries too. You know, if cancer runs in your family, if women are dying young in your family, that's a completely understandable, you know, avenue to take. 
With breast cancer, we do also have a surveillance option with the mammograms and breast MRIs, and they're really good at picking up early stage disease. So the goal is to really prevent it from becoming a life-threatening issue by catching it early. Catch it early. And then the good news is also that it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get any of these things. It's just a tool you can use to give yourself an opportunity to change your lifestyle now, change your diet, change your exercise, uh, stop smoking, do whatever behaviors are increasing your risk for cancer even more. And we just have a few minutes left, but I definitely want to talk about the home testing kits. So I know there are a number of these things out there. Years ago, and not too many years ago, there was this popular one you heard about 23andMe, and it could test for Parkinson's disease and all kinds of things. And then the FDA pulled it off the shelves. And now recently the FDA just came back and said, okay, we're approving it. So what do you make of these things? So these test kits are, you know, Good information tools. You know, they're fun to do. Um, a lot of people will do them because they want to know their ancestry. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to know what's what's their background. Where are they really from? And these test kits are great at telling you that information. So I am 132nd Native American. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> my husband is also 132nd Native American. So our kids are 132nd Native American. <laughs> uh, but we think that is really cool. But, you know, if, if we didn't have that family history, we might not know that. Right. Right. Some people are adopted. Some people's grandparents were adopted. You know, they don't know exactly where they come from or or what their heritage is. So it might be good to find out your ancestry, but what about to find out your predisposition to other diseases besides cancer, Alzheimer's disease or heart disease? I mean, what can you find out? So you can find out if you have certain mutations within your DNA that may give you a predisposition to these conditions. These tests are by no means diagnostic, Um, and even the genetic contribution to these genes, or sorry, to these conditions, isn't a whole lot. So we know that there's a lot more environmental and exposure type influences that can tell you, you know, about your risk for certain diseases and certain syndromes um, that have nothing to do with your genetic makeup. So what are the risks of doing one of these at-home tests? I mean, it might be cheaper, a cheaper option, and you don't have to go through a doctor or a hospital or anything or your insurance company, and the information remains private. But what is the risk? So the risks are, you know, there are a lot of cons to doing these kinds of tests. Um, There are a lot of pros. Like you said, it can be cheaper, um, and you don't have to inform your doctor or your insurance company that you're doing it even. Um, But... By not involving your physician or your doctor, you kind of miss the opportunity to get their expert opinion on these tests and on these conditions and how the test might impact you. So medical advice and medical opinion is is really a premium. You know, you want that information. You want their their advice on what what would this mean for me and, and how would this predisposition impact me? Most of the uh, conditions that these tests look at really aren't going to change how we monitor you or how we care for you as a healthcare provider. You know, we're not going to do anything differently for you if we know that you've got a slight increased risk to develop Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's disease. And for me, I already know that I do. My, my parents have it. And so I know I'm at increased risk, but I, I don't want to look at a test that says, yeah, there it is. Exactly. Because I wouldn't begin treatment until I... It, 
and hopefully would never will exhibited any any indications that it was there. So so why are people still doing it? And that's kind of risky. It is kind of risky. Reckless, maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. Reckless is probably a better word. Um, but you know, people do it just because they they think that they want this information. They think they're ready for it. But it must cause anxiety. It absolutely does. You know, you get these results back, and you don't really know what what they mean. What what does this mean for you? Um, you know, it tells you that you've got this particular marker, and this marker is associated with an increased risk for diabetes. Well, okay, everybody in my family has diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, many people do now with right. you know um, just the lifestyle we lead. So it. It really doesn't tell you anything. But it, it maybe you could begin a conversation then with your doctor. You can certainly. But the doctor isn't going to recommend anything differently based on this test compared to what he would have recommended before before you took it. Right. All right. Well, very good information. I want to thank you so much, Nicole Wood from SMH's Genetic Education Program. Fascinating speaking with you. We sure appreciate your being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. It was a pleasure.